Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Veronica Gutierrez. I'm so looking forward to talking with her about her debut novel, As You Look. Um, She also has published another book, which I'm also very excited to talk to her about, uh, called My Little Black Cocktail Book. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like another book of hers that we would really like. Yes. (laughs) But first, let me go ahead and give some information about um, Veronica. So Veronica Gutierrez is a former community organizer, civil rights attorney, municipal employee, nonprofit leader, (laughs) and corporate executive. (laughs) That's quite a list. Yes. So she draws from years of experience in those worlds for her writing. So she was born and raised in Boyle Heights, and that's the Los Angeles neighborhood that her protagonist, Yolanda Avila, she's a PI, and that's where she calls her home. And Veronica and her wife, Laura, split their time between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Both are home bar enthusiasts and avid travelers. As You Look is her debut novel and is described as a must-read Latinx LBGTQ plus crime fiction novel, which again is a lot. So Veronica, (laughs) it's so nice to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited because not only is Veronica a a debut novelist, she's also a, another kind of ist. She's a mixologist. (laughs) I know we should have, we we really should have uh, done a little bit of mixed drinks um, for this episode, but I'm kind of excited about the wine as well. Yeah. So Veronica, you recommended the wine today and I am very excited about it. I was able to get it and I was worried I couldn't here in my little grocery in South Dakota, but I was able to get it. It is the um, Ram Bauer Zinfandel. I have a little, I have, a, I poured a little glass here. Um, so I will uh, read the tasting notes and you guys can take a little sip and we'll have a cheers to Veronica. So this Zinfandel is when poured Um, a ruby, purple ruby color with a bright crimson hue. On the nose, there are concentrated aromas of dried cherries that meld with warm vanilla, mocha, and mullein spices. Lush flavors of ripe plum and raspberry jam flood the palate, followed by touches of dark chocolate in the background. Subtle and round tannins add length for fresh and enticing finish. Yum. (laughs) So cheers to you, Veronica. Thank you, you cheers. Yay. Cheers. I did all those a dry red wine. Oh, it's nice. Wow. Uh, Veronica, what made you choose this one? Was this a favorite of yours? Yes, this one is actually one of my favorites. Uh, My wife and I uh, were uh, introduced to it at a Boys and Girls Girls Club fundraiser uh, by someone who really loves wine and is really, you know, into them much more than we are because we're more into cocktails and we love it. And we, we have, we have it in our home every time, uh, someone's over now. This is a new one. I do love the Zinfandel, but this is very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is really nice. I didn't used to like Zinfandel. In fact, when I first uh, had this one, I thought, really, a Zinfandel? Um, I thought it was going to be overly sweet or something. Uh -huh. And uh, this is just so tasty. And it goes uh, really great with uh, charcuterie and cheese. Mm. Oh, and I, see, I, I love Zinfandels. The regular Zinfandel, not the white Zinfandel or whatever. That's one that can be sweet. Yeah. But I like them because I always love when they say that there's chocolate in it. So, so t let's, before we get to your novel, let's talk about your mixologist uh, background a little bit. I'm very curious about this. So, so um, I figured that that's probably what got me this interview, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so we're both uh, home bar enthusiasts. Um, we, uh, we split our time between LA and San Francisco. And for quite a while there, we were each living in a different city. So every time I would go up to San Francisco, when Laura, when Laura came, she would want to go and take me to this, you know, fancy dinner, or whatever. And um, you know, it was mostly on weekends. And I thought, you know what? I don't really want a big dinner. I, you know, what I really want to do is just go somewhere, have a drink, have some uh, appetizers, and then go somewhere else and have a drink and another appetizer. And uh, and she started uh, curating all of these bars in San Francisco, these bar visits. Um, some of them were, you know, some of the underground bars in San Francisco, and um, the speakeasies. And we found that the bartenders were really generous with their knowledge of their drinks and we'd come home and we tried to make them and um, made them a lot during fall season because we have a bunch of friends who would come over and watch football and I'd make cocktails. And um, most of the time I missed the touchdowns because I was making them in the kitchen. So we ended up putting a bar in our in our TV room, essentially. Our, our, our Perfect. <laughs> and so now we can, now I don't miss the, the, the touchdowns. So we make <laughs> There. I want to. I want to score an invite to that. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'll be there. You're always welcome. That's so great. I absolutely love that. Well, I'm really. I. I don't regret this wine because I'm so thankful that you introduced us to this. This is very nice. But I. I mean, next time we do this, we have to have you um, suggest a cocktail for us. Oh, I would love to. Yeah, and I, I really liked because you have a whole um, mixology on a mission, which is. Yeah. A new term I learned, philanthropic <laughs> cocktailing. I mean, come on, that's awesome. I mean, I'm in. Yeah. All, all the way. <laughs> Everybody should check out that website, right? Because somehow you're able to raise money for philanthropies, I guess, while you're mixing cocktails. That's right. That's right. We, we did most of them in person. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, we started doing some of them on Zoom. Uh, so oh. it's not quite as interactive, but it's still a lot of fun. People just found ways to have fun on Zoom. And it ended up being uh, the kind of thing where you can even go national. You can get people who wouldn't come to your fundraiser, attend on Zoom, and um, and learn how to make a cocktail. It's a lot fun. of fun. Fun, Brilliant. fun. Okay, let's talk about this debut novel. Woo I know, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a page turner. That's I know. I, I wish I had, um, I, I've, we've seen the cover artwork but our we have um the galleys so i can't hold up the beautiful cover um we'll have it in our um, social media and our blogs when we share this episode because it's a really beautiful cover so yeah Christy, you don't happen to have a cover do you veronica there I, I don't have it here with me although i do have the picture somewhere that uh, that i might be able to hold up let me uh, let me think about that while we're going through this. Yeah, don't don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely we'll have it in social media. My brother, media. my brother, my, my brother took the picture. So oh, really? He's a, he's a teacher and a photographer, 
And uh, I love his pictures. I love his photography. And uh, it's a scene from the neighborhood where the uh, the story takes place, right by oh. where, where I grew up. And it's a scene of downtown LA over the what is called the Sixth Street Bridge, which is now being rebuilt. But I'm so glad that he captured it before it was torn down, uh, because it also places the novel in time. So it's before oh, yeah. oh. before the rebuilding of that bridge. Oh, oh very that's cool. so cool. Yeah, I, I love it even more now. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> let's get into the questions here. Um, but first, I'll tell tell everybody, I guess, a little bit about um, the storyline um, in this book. The main character is Yolanda Avila. Is it? Do I pronounce the L, Veronica? Avila. Okay, Avila. Avila. Um, and she's a Los Angeles private investigator, and she was a cop but that didn't work out and they go into some details, but she becomes a private investigator. And right in the beginning, her um, godson gets kidnapped. So there's this whole storyline and she's dealing with grief. And then she has maybe some psychic ability, which, which we call, which you call Juju. And I just love that aspect of it. I'm thinking I, you know, I, if I was a detective, I'd want to have some juju, but, um, <laughs> but what can you tell us? How did you come up with the juju aspect and what can you tell us about that? So, um, it is actually a novel that is based on little different parts of my life, right? So not, it's not autobiographical by any, by any means, but the different experiences are either, um, the types of experience I've had or the type of experiences that uh, friends or family have had. So um, the, the way I like to describe it is that she's a, she is a, a woman who is dealing with, uh, with grief and guilt and the, the intersection of those two with some nascent psychic tendencies that she, as a detective who wants to focus on facts, uh, rejects. Um, and uh, and the, um, the story overall is partly her coming to terms with that and grief. Um, and all along, but the um, the individual experiences. You know, I have a one scene in there where she describes a what they call the um, the, the healing with a with an egg, um, and that is something that is in a lot of Latino cultures. There is spiritual healing where someone prays over you when you're sick and that type of thing. In some rituals, uh, the healer will use an egg and basically scan the egg over you at, while praying. And that is supposed to heal you. And, uh, and a lot of people believe it's effective. You know, I experienced that. My, my sister's godmother was a, a spiritual healer. And uh, she used it on me when I was uh, in fourth grade. And, uh, and it, uh, I think it did cure me. I don't know. Maybe it could have been psychosomatic, but, uh, but it, did, it definitely wow. worked from as far as I could tell. And a lot of Latino cultures have that. Um, so they will, a lot of Latinos who read the book will recognize it. Oh, I love that. So I, I am curious more about the juju, though. That is also part of the, the culture that you grew up with. Like that was something that people talked about. Yeah, it's not, not exactly the way that I portray it in the book, but it is something that is fairly common. Um, in the book, she runs across people who, who bring it up as yeah. a matter of fact type of thing. And, and it is something that you can run across um, quite a bit, in fact. I love how it's brought out in this book. Um, the very first time I think you mentioned it in the book was right away when she wasn't sleeping well and her wife, Sydney, who we will get to because I really like her character, um, says, uh-oh, 
like the juju's back or something. And I thought, oh, this is going to be so good. I just thought that was so great. Do you mind if we segue to Sydney? Because I really like Sydney. Okay. <laughs> I like her too. One of the thing, one of the things right away that I like so much about your your book is that Yolanda has, although she's struggling with grief and guilt, she has a really good, solid relationship. And I love seeing the PI or the detective or you know, your protagonist so often has got a really messed up home life or personal life. And I love that you chose to do the opposite. And so I wanted to um, ask you about that. Sure. Well, that was quite intentional. Um, I've experienced the same. In, in this case, I, I, I wanted, because it's especially because it's a, a gay character, um, it's a lesbian relationship, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to have a positive portrayal of it. Um, you know, so, in so many books, so many novels, so many movies, um, their li- the li- lives of lesbians are overly dramatic and tragic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that does not speak to me. And it's not my life. It's not my experience. And, uh, and it's not the experience of most of my friends and family. So I wanted something that would more accurately reflect who we are and, uh, and how we, we are. I love that you made that intentional choice, especially when you're trying to represent, you know, um, the lesbian relationships, because you know you have this opportunity, right? So you want to, and I love that you made that intentional choice. We had the same conversation, Christy, with another author. It was um, Dana Stabenow, who writes great fiction that takes place in Alaska, really exciting. She's super successful. And she was talking about how unusual it was to have a a good solid relationship for her main character too and now kind of refreshing that is and so yeah so now we have two examples i know two in all of the <laughs> and kathy years. and kathy too because kathy ha- is living the <laughs> yeah. wonderful relationship with her yeah. husband so. well so, so is veronica but yeah um, uh, so <laughs> not me sorry yeah <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen <laughs> This is just a dating app, basically, Veronica for Christy. That's what we're doing here. So, <laughs> well, I love it. Okay, so listen, you guys, we're midway. It's time for a little drink, and it's also okay. the time, Veronica, where we ask um, the authors we get to talk to the question in a bottle, and it's a question that might come up at the bottom of a bottle, or in your case, after a few mixology um, drinks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. So. Oh, yes, of course. Um, If you could have only one drink for the rest of your life, what would it be? (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Actually, this is probably hard for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The uh, the Boulevardier, uh, a riff on the Negroni. It is equal parts uh, bourbon instead of gin and sweet vermouth and... um, uh, Campari. So what I do is less Campari, um, and uh, and I sometimes switch out the bourbon with uh, mezcal, which okay. is also lovely. So, okay, all of the wow. things you just said are totally new to me, and I need to expand my horizons immediately. <laughs> I know, I know, Kathy. We're gonna, uh, you know, we're gonna have to write this down. <laughs> and Actually, we're gonna later. have to order Veronica's mixology book, and so we yes, can start making our, our, our own notes. Yeah. Oh, what about you, Kathy? What kind of drink would you have if you could only have one drink for the rest of your life? <laughs> okay. This is just not fair because I don't even have the the language or the vocabulary that Veronica has 
but um for a beverage of like an, an evening beverage i would i would choose just a nice i would actually choose this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i don't even know which one i picked and i was like this is going down very nicely <laughs> okay all right that sounds like a good choice how yeah. about you christy well that sounds good to me too <laughs> All right. But we so all would I, have to have water as well, I well think, or we would again, die. Right? But... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I am really excited to talk to you, Veronica, about your really interesting list of all of the careers you've been involved in. <laughs> and I was, if you could tell us what you, just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to writing. I'm so curious about that segue. Sure, sure. Um, I, I can't keep a job, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, did you do all these all at once or, you know? <laughs> no, definitely uh, after another. Um, I uh, graduated from college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I went to law school. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of law school, I worked, yeah, there you go. I worked in <laughs> politics a little bit, uh, which is the municipal work that I did, working as an organizer and, and working uh, for the city, um, so a city council member, several city council members, and a lot of political campaigns. And then I wanted to practice law before writing it off altogether. And so I did. I, I did uh, civil rights litigation for a couple of years. And it was a, a great difference between the two because whereas at the city and as an organizer, your phone's ringing off the hook, you can barely have you know, time to go to the restroom. When you're a lawyer, you actually have time to sit and think and write. And I love that part of it. Um, but the law doesn't change all that much. And as much as I love my clients, um, it, it became kind of rote. So yeah, I would just, you know, filling in the blanks on a lot of motions and stuff and you almost feel like a glorified clerk of the court as a <laughs> litigator uh, so i ended up going back to the city and then uh, and then a friend called me and said now oh, you're bored there why don't you come and work at, at this corporation and it's a, basically the same type of work with more money oh. so you know why would i say okay. yeah. sign me up <laughs> so, uh, that happened i ended up staying there for 18 years so, oh wow and uh, and was fortunate to be able to retire early um, but again, it was one of those jobs where you, you know, your phone's ringing off the hook, you're running from one thing to another, you're on call 24-7, and, and you really don't have a whole lot of time to concentrate. But I always had this story in the back of my mind. And um, I had decided that once I retired, by, especially if I retired early, um, I would try and write it, which, uh, which I did. And then um, there was a lot of serendipity that came along. I spent the first four months just reading. I loved it. I just read it everything I could read because I hadn't had time to. And, um, and I read this one book uh, by uh, Lisa Cron called Story Genius, which is about the psychology of pulling people into a story. And then she had a workshop uh, soon after that, which uh, I applied for and, and did. And I said, well, I have a story. I can do this. Uh, I hooked up the group called uh, um, no, uh, oh, yeah, Author Accelerator, which uh, helps new writers with book coaches. Um, and the coaches actually help you develop the story and get get through the the writing as well, and uh, and I did that. that took another nine months or so, uh, and uh, it all seemed to work out fairly fairly well. You know, things came together. My brother, you know, took the picture, and we ended up putting that on the cover. Um, I I interviewed a private investigator who I did not know at the time actually had an office in the building that I described in the book. Oh, the and Bradbury whoa. or whatever it was, or yes, the Bradbury building. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that is some synchronicity or something. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty cool. That's some yeah, juju. That's yeah, that's yeah. some juju. That's some juju. That's right. That's right. You know, we, I also had an because Sydney is a doctor in the in in the book. Um, I had a doctor read it, and he actually um, someone that we met at a party, and he liked reading, and he wanted to read it. He offered to read it, and yeah, I didn't know if he was really serious, yeah. but he he runs the emergency room in, the, in in Pittsburgh, and said yes, I'd be I, I'd be happy to read it. So he did, and he made some commissions regarding one reason that he was able to confirm some of that for me too so that was serendipitous as well he yeah. just came along and, and confirmed that stuff for, for me that is, yeah that is cool but you wrote it how did you get involved with bella books because i am fascinated i'd never heard of bella books before and i have to tell everybody their tagline is brilliant it's called it's women period books period even better together i was like <laughs> like that's such a great tagline. Well, it's a it's a it's a women who love women basically is is, is what they focus on, and um, a lot of lesbian literature comes from them. They are the premier publisher um, so of, uh, of lesbian uh, novels, essentially. So I had read quite a few of them, and so knew about them uh, through that. Um, but there are a lot of other publishers as well, um, and I was just fortunate that. Um, that they picked it up uh, and, and, and they have been absolutely wonderful in working with me as an as wow. a new author. That's so great. All, all the things just fell into more place. Ser, more serendipity. Yeah, yep. that's yes, so did. cool. So what are you working on now? So uh, right now it's, it's, it's going to be released uh, on the 17th. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm doing several podcasts, doing some guest posts, social media, a little tied up with uh, some home care issues with my, my mom. But uh, for the most part, we're, we're, we're moving along. And I've started to develop the, the sequel, the, the, the second book. So I'm, I'm working on that. I'm getting excited about that and doing the research on it. Uh, and looking forward to nailing it down and writing. I, I just do process. It was so it was so therapeutic for me. It really was. It, you know, just to be able to concentrate on this. And I had to explain to my wife, and she says, "Well, you know, you can you can pick it up here and there, you know, and now because she's a, a lawyer as well. And usually when you're you're doing litigation, you can pick up stuff for an hour or two during the day. Uh, but you can't when you're writing a novel because you really have to, you know, submerge yourself into this other world. And it takes a while to do it. For me, it takes a couple of days to be mm -hmm. able to get into it and 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 just run with it. So, right. But it's fun. It's a tremendous amount yeah. of fun. I know. You're making me excited to start. Um, Kathy and I are both writers as well, but we're not published yet. Um, but we, you know, for various reasons, like you said, um, have gotten away from our writing part of our day. And I am excited to start that again, because I really feel like I'm ready and I need to have that therapy again. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So before we go, we always have a final question that Christy has for you. Yes. Um, so the question is, okay. which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably uh, because uh, uh, because Sydney uh, has the same uh, culinary taste as my wife and I do, and I want to try something different. I might want to actually have dinner with Sydney's mom, oh. uh, who is from uh, from Alabama and is is a is a quite good as a Southern cook, which I didn't put too much in the book, but uh, but I, I think I would be interested in having something that she would cook up. 
Ooh, that sounds good. Love that. I know. I love My, that. I'm like the whole, I'm in the Southern area. So I know, I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So Veronica, um, when our listeners want to reach out and learn more about you, where should they go? Your website, social media, where are you most active? Well, they can probably get the most information on the website at veronicagutierrez.com. Uh, I do a little stuff on Twitter and now all the links are on, uh, my social media links are on that website. So veronicagutierrez.com is probably the best one to look at. We will have all, right. all that linked in our show notes and all of our social media as well. Oh, there oh, we go. There it is. There's look, the picture. Yeah, if you're watching us on YouTube, the picture is on our phone. It's so pretty. I know. I can't believe your brother took that. That's awesome. We'll get him to take our pictures. <laughs> I think your brother's going to have a burgeoning career. <laughs> well, he's, he's absolutely wonderful. He, he does a lot of weddings. That's so <laughs> but, cool. Uh, it, great, great. He does a lot of artistic stuff too. So That's really it's neat. Nice. Well, it's been so fun talking to you, talking with you. Thank you for introducing this lovely wine to us. And yes. we're so thrilled for you for your debut. Thank you. Thank you for suggesting it. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And now we've got to definitely do a cheers. With All right. This. Cheers to Veronica. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen on gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.